Welcome to the Lioness Queen Podcast Season 2. Your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, founder, speaker, author, spiritual coach, and licensed minister, provides motivating messages that will help you work through the emotional trauma from rejection and embrace the new year, new level, and new you. Now let's jump into your daily dose of letting go of the past and living totally residue free. Here's your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha. Welcome back. Welcome back, my Lioness Queens. Today is June 1st, the first Tuesday in the month of June 2021. Again, happy new year, happy new month, happy new season. We are almost halfway through the year 2021. Can you believe it? So let me ask you again. I asked you last month, how are your golden vision goals and your golden vision boards going? Or are you accomplishing what you set out to do in the beginning of the year? I know last month I missed my goal. So last month goal, last month's goal, I was supposed to walk 50 miles in the month of May. However, I did begin jogging at least a mile or a mile and a half a day. Um, which is definitely an improvement. Um, And so I wasn't able to walk 50 miles, but in the month of May, I did about 25 miles, which is a milestone for me. It's something that I've never done before in my life. And I've never jogged actually in my life. So this is something new that I'm doing. And I I know my body is definitely appreciative of it being worked out, it being pushed to a different level. And, and guess what? It is almost officially summer, summertime. I cannot wait for steady, warm weather. Um, I love summer. It's my favorite season of the year. I'm really looking forward to going, tra- I'm going traveling, right? Um, many people since COVID, we've been stuck at home, stuck in the house. And we are, I mean, just itching to get out. And so I'm excited about that. I definitely want to go to the beach and and really see the sun and lay out in the sun. And so how about you? Are you uh, traveling this summer? I hope you just spend some time just getting out. You know, I believe there's something special about being outside in God's element, right? Um, That is so rejuvenating. That is so relaxing. um, That is so serene. So whether you are a mountain person, whether you are a beach person, whatever the case may be, just get out in God's air um, and God's sun and just let it soothe, relax. And really, um, you know, I, I, I feel like they're healing properties just by being outdoors and just seeing the goodness of God in his creation. Amen. And so thank you so much for supporting the Lioness Queen podcast, YouTube channel, and I am series women's empowerment session. Um, Last month, that actually last month uh, during our I Am Series Women's Empowerment Session, we had two special guests 
Um, and we talked about celebrating your crown. Lioness Queens, we have to celebrate who we are. And so I was so excited about that. And if you missed it, you definitely can check it out on YouTube. And so don't, please don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you may know who may need to be encouraged today. We all, we all need to be encouraged. Also, I would love for you to leave a review sharing how this message inspired and helped you to become residue free. You know, that's my motto. Well, all right, let's get right into our episode today. And we're starting a new theme. This is a new month, uh, the month of June. In today's episode, we're talking about God's got this. (laughs) I don't know about you, but sometimes I need to be reminded that God's got this. And and get me just me saying those words, it really um, gets me excited. And so no matter what, we got to remember that God's got this. But before you get started, you know how we love doing it on this podcast. We love starting out with a quote or a poem to get this episode started. We love supporting others' creativity through poetry, and we're so honored to do so. So I found a poem by uh, Shala Touchton. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. And And the title of the poem is called Don't Worry. And so the poem says, don't worry, don't cry, don't let your fear find you. The agony of sorrow may weaken you. Don't keep yourself alone and sad, even when there's no hope tomorrow. Celebrate today and enjoy today. Don't worry, dear. Just be happy and remember, I am with you. When life looks bleak and your vision is blurred with tears and all life's hardships, I am always there for you. When you feel that you can't stop the pain in your heart and when your heart is worse than a knife, don't worry, dear. Just be happy and remember I am with you. When the world laughs at you, when all your friends have left, when troubles overtake, when you can't sleep, even when everyone is against you, don't worry. I will fight for you. Don't be sad. Take it easy. Just be happy because... I am with you. Yes, I love that by Shala Touchton. That is a very powerful poem because guess what? God is with you. And so this past week, I actually, um, I had to speak at a nursing home. Uh, Definitely it was not virtually, but over the phone. And I had this message and I really wanted to share it today in this episode that God's got this. And so this is, uh, you know, if you think about this poem, the poem Shyla is saying that no matter what may come your way, that God is always with you. And that's something that we need to be reminded of every single day. Sometimes it's easy for us to forget. And, you know, when, when the trials of life comes, it's easy for us to forget that God is with us. Right. Amen. And so even for myself, I know sometimes it's not the first thing that pops up in my head. It's not the first thing that I think about, but we need to be reminded. And so uh, I wanted to share this message with you that i spoke about. And I spoke from Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven. 
Um, and if you're not familiar with it, 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 is, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. And so I'm pretty sure you've heard this message before. Um, and, and Paul, in this discussion, especially in this chapter, um, it, it, it is the letter to the church of Philippi. And Paul highlights themes such as joy and glory. He also puts great emphasis on how we should think, a Christian's thinking. Uh, uh, he's talking about their attitude and how their attitude affects the way they live. And so after putting suffering and hardship into perspective in, in the previous three chapters in, Phil, in Philippians, Paul is now giving like a specific specific thanks uh, for their support and generos- generosity. And so prior passages in this letter have explained com- concepts like humility and hope, as well as a focus on Christ and positive attitudes and beneficial thinking are really especially important. Now in Philippians 4, 7 specifically, this is what really, I would say, ministered to me because Paul is talking about this promise, right? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Well, the first part of that scripture, Paul uses the word and, right? Which is a conjunction word, as we learned in elementary school, that connects verse 6 with verse 7. And Paul is is trying to address uh, Philippi's, their mindset of when suffering and storms arise, right? That may bring about uneasiness, bring about anxiety, bring about worry, bring about unfamiliarity in their lives. And so he gets into what they should do, or better yet, the promise of what is needed in order to overcome everything. So in that scripture, there's nothing left unturned. They use that word everything. And so Paul is saying that when anxiety and distress arises in your life, that God has already provided and given you a supernatural promise, which is the peace of God, because he's saying what? I got this. And so in the scriptures, there are three variances that the, the word peace um, relate in the scriptures that relate to God. And so one of the variances that you can notice is, is peace from God. And so Paul continually used this as an introduction to his letters to remind us that our peace definitely comes as a gift from God. The second variance is peace with God. This, this describes a relationship that we enter into with God through the finished work of Jesus Christ. And last, the one that the one that we're talking about in this episode today, the peace of God. This is the peace spoken in Philippians 4:7. This is the promise we must use to apply in our mindset. It is it is beyond all minds that is beyond our power of the our natural human thinking. So Paul is saying that that you have to throw out what you know. You have to throw out what you've learned. 
You have to throw out what you've heard because God isn't using you. God doesn't need your help. God doesn't need you to your your uh that logical process that you have between your two ears because what he is doing for you, the miracles and signs and wonders that are coming your way, he's trying to let you know that I got this. Say that to yourself. He got this. And so I know this may sound far-fetched that Uh, The promise is only that we have to focus in on the peace of God. You know, coming through this pandemic, uh, definitely, you know, and everything that we've been going through, Paul is saying there is an inner calm or tranquility promise to believers who uh, have a thankful attitude based on an unwavering confidence that God is able and God's got this. And so Paul is saying the answer is in the promise. But oftentimes peace is not the first thought. Uh, I don't know about you, but peace is not the first thought that comes into our minds when trials come up. Because we're trying, we're, we're, we're so busy, I would say, trying to figure out everything when, guess what? God's got this. And so I don't, when you think about uh, when Jesus shared with his disciples, um, you know, in, in John 16, 33, his final words of encouragement, reassurance and comfort in the upper room before his crucifixion, Jesus said, I, I, I've said these things to you that, that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation but take heart. I've, I've already overcome the world for you. And so Jesus is letting his friends know, he's letting his disciples know that when trials arise, not if, because we all know we all experience them, right? So when they arise, because in this life, no one is exempt and they will arise, do not worry because you have the peace of God, just like Noah. See, God saved Noah in the flood, not from the flood. Just like God saved the three Hebrew boys in the furnace, not from the furnace. Just like God saved David while uh, while he was fighting Goliath, not from Goliath. Just like he saved many frontline workers during the pandemic, in the pandemic, not from the pandemic. Just like he saved men and women in the military who went to war during the war, not from the war. Because guess what? God's got this. This is what God is saying to all of us right now. This is what he's saying to you right now. I got this. So how about this pandemic? I know we all have had our own individual trials and tribulations, which the word James 1.12 says, when you remain steadfast, you will receive the crown of life. And 1 Peter 5.10 says that after you've suffered a while, guess what? God will restore you. He will confirm you. He will strengthen you. And he will establish you. But collectively as a whole, we all haven't passed this pandemic trial. I don't know about you, but I didn't. This thing was so unfamiliar to me that, that, that it had me a little confused as to, to, to really what God was doing. And so all of us, we've been tested beyond measure. 
being locked in the house, being stuck with people we don't want to be stuck with, not being able to socialize with others, uh, family members, not being able to go out like we wanted to, being, being alone with ourselves when we don't even like ourselves, not feeling comfortable going to the doctor's office, not being able to travel to see loved ones, not being able to hug and touch people like we normally do, being afraid of the virus, being afraid of catching the virus, being afraid of dying, being afraid of our family members dying before we can see them. I mean, to say the least, it has been a great tribulation that we all have experienced. And, And how many of you can say during this whole year and a half, you always kept in the forefront the peace of God. That, that, that we didn't do that. We failed. We, we didn't keep in the forefront of our head that God's got this. We, we've been too stuck on the why. We've been too stuck on why did this happen? Why did God allow this to happen? Why did so many people have to die? Why are the police doing all of this? Why did Trump do that? Instead of allowing God to go beyond our limits go beyond our understanding, go beyond our comprehension, go beyond our natural human brain capacity and realize God is saving us during the pandemic, in the pandemic, while the pandemic is going on, he's not saving us from the pandemic. And so we're too distracted trying to figure everything out. We're we're trying to jump five steps ahead when God is saying, I got this. Stop trying to be me, boo. My daughter, my son, stop stop trying to be me because guess what? I got this. And so some kind of way we've taken this pandemic and made it into a permanent chapter in our journey. That that God didn't intend to happen. It, 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 God did not intend the, 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 this, this, this experience to be permanent in our lives. What we've been doing is we've been making the pandemic bigger than God. When he's saving us, saving us in the pandemic. He's saving us in the pandemic, during the pandemic. He's not saving us from. That really blessed me right there. He's saving us in and during and through, not from. We've been making the pandemic bigger than God. We've been making Trump bigger than God. We've been making the Republicans bigger than God. We've been making police bigger than God. And why is that? It's because of our fear. It's because of our anxiety of the what if. We keep that in our subconscious for some reason. What if? Because of always really wanting to be in control and really wanting to know what is going on because of the lack of focusing on that promise, the peace of God. Because guess what? God's got this. And so it's really time for us. We got to let the control go. That's the one thing that God really, he really planted in my heart. You want to be in so much control, baby girl, but I need you to let that go. You know, maybe for you, maybe it's not the pandemic. Maybe it's something else that you have been making bigger than God. Maybe you were diagnosed with cancer. Maybe it's high blood pressure, diabetes, dementia, lupus, heart disease, maybe it was a foreclosure, maybe bankruptcy, maybe you lost your your job, maybe your child or grandchild 
Maybe they're incarcerated. Maybe, uh, you know, you failed at something multiple times and you never were able to pass it. Maybe you struggled getting your family to reconcile. Maybe, you know, you have wayward children that, that don't reach out to you anymore. Maybe you lost a child. Maybe uh, uh, you're being, uh, you know, uh, abused. Maybe you're living with someone who's a physically, emotionally, physically, psychologically abusing you. Maybe it's a financial challenge. Maybe you've never felt loved by your parents. Maybe your both of your parents abandoned you and you you grew up in the system in foster care. I, I really can go on, but whatever the situation is, we need to learn how to not make the situation bigger than God and learn how to focus on the peace of God. Because guess what? He's got this. When you have not lived your best life, Since whatever happened, the incident happened, the divorce happened, the rejection happened, the rape happened, the molestation happened, the foreclosure happened, the bankruptcy happened, when you lost your job. Uh, If you're not living and walking out your best life, you are not focusing on the peace of God. So God is saying to all of us, I've given you everything you need. There's nothing else that you need from me. He's, He's already given it. So that you can stand and withstand the wiles of the enemy. And so God gave me three tips to help us to focus on the peace of God and realize he, he's got this. And so number one, we have to shift our mindset to a permanent position on the peace of God. Just like you can leave your light switch in a permanent position, you can leave your mindset in a permanent position, only focus, only focusing on that promise. So when the light is left on, there is that continuous flow of electricity that keeps the light on. In the same regard, we, we put our focus, when we put our focus on the peace of God, there's that continuous flow of supernatural energy that God provides to us, letting us know, I got this. You know, it's not your own energy because God knew we didn't have the capacity within ourselves, which is why he doesn't need us to understand the what, the why, the when, and the how. He just needs us to shift that that, that switch on the promise and realize that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above we can ever ask or think. See, when you consistently are connected to a source, then your energy never dies. It never dies out. And this is the shift that Paul is is, is talking about because God gives us a peace so that in the midst of problems, all we have to do is rely on that promise. When the trial comes up, the first thing we must do is shift our mindset on the peace of God. Before we try to figure things out, before we try to figure out point A to point B, When you begin to discipline your mind, because this shift, it takes discipline. And when you begin to discipline your mind in that way to keep that light switch on, then you will always respond and have comfort in knowing that God's got this. Tip number two, after you shift your mindset and leave that light switch on, you must understand the second part of Philippians 4, 7. that says, the peace of God shall guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. It's interesting that Paul, you know, uh, he makes both words plural. He doesn't use heart 
and, and one heart and one mind. Paul says hearts with the S, minds with the S. But Paul is not talking in a natural sense. And figuratively, figuratively, Paul is talking about as it relates to the heart. He's talking about your desire producers that make you tick. <clears throat> and when he's referring to minds, he's referring to your final output on your thought process. So that that that's connected to what you believe and based on what you believe that that's what people will see. People will see your behavior. People will see how you react. So what Paul is saying is that God will guarantee you protection and provision when trials arise that will guard believers from anxiety, doubt, fear and distress. See, these are the two areas that the enemy is always trying to seize and conquer because it is directly related to your soul and spirit. If you think about Proverbs 23 and 7, so a man, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so there is this, this connection between the two, your heart and your mind. And if the enemy can get you distracted, to focus more on the trials of life than on God, then he can infiltrate your mind and your heart. But when you realize that the provision and protection has already been made available to you and you realize his promise has been given. And so, so once you realize and you come to the end of yourself and you realize that, that you are, that your mind and your heart is protected, then, then, and it, then it doesn't matter who hurts you. It doesn't matter who spoke negative over you. It doesn't matter who abused you. It doesn't matter who didn't believe in you. It doesn't matter who abandoned you. It doesn't matter who didn't want you anymore. It doesn't matter who mistreated you. It doesn't matter who threw you a curveball. It doesn't matter what happened because God can turn anything around for your good. Because guess what? He's got this. Number three, there is no spoon. <laughs> When he gave me this, I was like, oh, I love this. I'm a Matrix fan. I don't know about you. But this really means you have a choice to fight against the biggest enemy that you will ever face. And that is your mindset. But you have a choice to fight, right? You you, you are fighting your human mind every day, 24 hours of the day, which is the biggest battleground ever that the enemy has been trying his best to take you out ever since you were born. That's why the attacks have been so great because he wants your mind. God wants you to meditate in a way that you make a choice. The underlying tone in this scripture is the peace of God is a choice. You must choose to believe that God's got this more than the trial and the tribulation you are facing, more than than this faceless virus, more than the challenges that you may be experiencing today. Excuse me. And so I'm not sure if you're familiar with the movie, The Matrix. It's one of my favorite movies. But the main character, Neo, he was the chosen one, but he had to learn how to choose to believe beyond what his his human mind thought. He is he had to choose to believe beyond what was humanly possible. And there was a kid that told him that you have to believe that there is no spoon. <laughs> and so although you see the spoon with your natural eyes you must choose to believe beyond what your eyes are seeing and so in order for you to get to the place of the peace of God you must choose to see beyond your human capacity 
It's a choice. It, 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 it's no different than God asking you, whose report do you believe? It's a choice. And so it's time for all of us to believe. But, but we must turn that light switch on and leave it in a permanent position to stay connected. You must realize that God, you know, is always watching over his word to perform, to protect, to provide. But God is saying, I can't do this for you. You must choose. You know, God has all given us free will. And if you've ever seen a two-year-old act out, have a have a tantrum, you know that's free will. It's not, not that, you know, that's not something that that, that two-year-old was taught. It's free will of offense. And so just like you made the decision to choose and believe that God, that Jesus died and rose again from the dead, you must choose that his peace is all you need. You know, we, we really have to stop being distracted like the disciples, focusing on the winds and the waves. Because God's peace, he's given to you. You just need to hone in on it, hone in to his voice and continue to stay connected to him. And he will carry you through. You know, the one thing God really, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm I'm getting choked up a little bit here. But the one thing that God really had to help me to realize that life is not complicated. You know, he didn't make life complicated. He didn't require us to do a lot because the word says his yoke is easy and his burdens are light. And he only requires you to believe in him, believe beyond what your mind can think beyond believe beyond the cancer believe beyond the stroke believe beyond the divorce believe beyond the loss believe beyond the financial hardship believe beyond your adult children not living right believe beyond your fear believe beyond you, you know you getting pulled in every direction believe beyond your inability to do things within yourself believe beyond you know your body your body is, can't do the certain things it used to do when it was younger you know believe beyond what your human mind can think right because when you believe beyond there's nothing that God can't do and so the, the enemy is trying, what the enemy is trying to do is to get you to believe that your trial is bigger than God. But God wants you to know, I'm going to bless you in the trial, not from the trial. Let your human mind get to the point where you have an assurance that he will protect and provide for you in the midst of the storm, beyond everything you can understand in the natural, but you have to make a conscious decision today to believe. Make a conscious decision today to walk toward your fear. Make a conscious decision today to go in a place you have never been before and realize, although this may be unfamiliar to you, God's got this and God's got you. This is Reverend Dr. Marisha, your Lioness Queen. Let's declare our weekly affirmation over our lives. Amen. And so repeat after me. I am a Lioness Queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place. As the Queen, I am. He wants me to be residue free.
intentional in my fight. Stand on the word of God. Realize I am a masterpiece. I am. I am. I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Thank you for joining the Lioness Queen podcast. Please subscribe and write a review. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even iHeartRadio. I would love to hear how this message empowered you. Come back next Tuesday at 3 p.m. for more from your Lioness Queen.